This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards, hot off the success of Filthy Rich, the true crime story of Jeffrey Epstein, an all-American murder, the never-before-told account of the Aaron Hernandez case, the world's best-selling author James Patterson's next foray into nonfiction, the revelatory account of America's most storied family as you've never seen them before. The Kennedy name is synonymous with American royalty. The family commitment to public service is legendary. Raised to take risks and excel beyond comprehension, they have lived by the dual family mottos. To whom much is given, much is expected, and win at all costs. That's exactly what they did. But they, that came at a heavy price. The book is The House of Kennedy. James Patterson is the world's best-selling author and most trusted storyteller. He's created many enduring fictional characters, including Alex Cross, Patterson's writing career, is characterized by a single mission to prove that there is no such thing as a person who doesn't like to read, only people who haven't found the right book. He's given over 3 million books to school kids in the military, donated more than $70 million to support education, and endowed over 5,000 college scholarships for teachers. The National Book Foundation recently presented Patterson with the Literarian Award for Outstanding Service to the American Literary Community. And he is also the recipient of an Edgar Award and six Emmy Awards. Makes his home in Florida. Happy to have James Patterson back on this program. Welcome. My God, you almost had me impressed there. <laughs> and you grew so up. If you hear a fax machine in the background, I'm in my office in my, in my house. So uh, it, it never stops here. But yeah, the new book is is the House of Kennedy. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, no, I, I uh, it's it astonished me some of the stuff we. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Newburgh, uh, down the Hudson a little bit, and uh, then my family moved to Massachusetts when I was 18, so I, I wound up, I started out rooting for the Yankees, and then I wound up rooting for the Red Sox as well, so that's kind of weird. Actually, when I was out on the campaign, or on the campaign, when I was out with President Clinton with our book, uh, when he found out I was a Yankee and a Red Sox fan, he said I was the, kind of the ultimate politician. <laughs> so you're on a little bit of a nonfiction kick here. Why that genre for a little while for you? you I wanna... hadn't done it, and I and I like doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the interesting thing to me about the Jeffrey Epstein, I, actually, uh, Netflix um, have a four part series, which is coming out. Um, I think Memorial Day weekend, uh, four hours of that. But the, but the amazing thing was I that that book came out in 2016, and I personally took it to to uh, CNN, to Fox, to CNNBC, da-da-da-da. And the only people that covered it were it was the Wall Street Journal and, and the Miami newspaper. And then, you know, three years later, everybody wanted the story, so it was kind of crazy. Um, but I, I, I got the bug um, uh, doing that. And, and I, want, I also like to, to tell stories a little differently than people. And a lot of nonfiction, a lot of people don't want to read it because it's more than they want to know and there's too many footnotes. And it's kind of written for academics. I, I just want to tell a story, right. and I and I thought that the Kennedy story was the great American family story. I don't think there's anything like it, and I doubt that there ever will be. Chatting with James Patterson here, and speaking of writers, he along with Cynthia Fagan I have a book at the House of Kennedy. How did you get together with Cynthia? Uh, she was just available. She's done a lot of uh, uh, journalism and. Um, you know, we kind of headed off and started telling stories, and I and I told her that it wasn't going to be like most nonfiction books. We we're going to do story after story, and the tone, the the first book, the first story in the book is it's it's Joe Kennedy Senior. He's had a stroke. Um, 
he really can't communicate very well. He's in the bedroom in the house in Hyannis, and he's really cold, but he kind of can't communicate. He finally gets through to one of his nieces, and she goes looking around the bedroom, rummaging around for something to put over uh, Joe Kennedy to warm him up, and she grabs a flag, and she puts, this is a true story, she puts the flag over Joe Kennedy, and it was the flag that was on JFK's coffin. So here you have the, the, the patriarch of this family, and this, to me, <clears throat> wonderful, wonderfully telling story to start the book with, with, with him under uh, the, the, the flag that was on, on his son's coffin. We're chatting with James Patterson here on Speaking of Writers. He, along with Cynthia Fagan, uh, have written the book The House of Kennedy. What surprised you the most about this family? You know a lot about it, of course. So much has been written about it. What's well, I, I think there are two things. One, I think that anybody, we found this to be true because we've, we've spoken a lot of it. A lot of people have read the book at this point. And people who think they know the story go, there's so much in there that I didn't know or that I'd forgotten or I didn't have all the details on. And then for, remember, for an awful lot of people, um, they don't know the story. They know a couple of pieces. You know, a lot of people... You know, under forty, under thirty, under twenty, they they know JFK was 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 killed. They don't know a lot of the story though, and, and there are just so many you know so many fascinating pieces. Like when JFK was president, he used to call up Judy Garland, who was a, a friend, and he would have her sing "Over the Rainbow" over the telephone to him. Um, you know, Neil Diamond he wrote "Sweet Caroline" after he saw. Uh, uh, photos of Caroline Kennedy riding her pony on the White House lawn. Um, The day that Bobby, or the morning that that Bobby Kennedy was assassinated, he actually saved his son from drowning. Um, uh, It's just story after story after story. And and, and just, you know, the overall story, if I I went to Little Brown, my publisher, with a a fiction book that, that mirrored this story, they would go, this is crazy. All this couldn't possibly happen to one family, but it did. buddy of mine down here, Harry Benson, a great photographer, he was actually in the kitchen um, after Bobby was shot. And he and, he and his wife, uh, very good friends of, of uh, Bobby and, and his wife. And um, he has that famous shot of Ethel where she's holding her hand up trying to block the photographer. And, and the, pho- the photographer was Harry Benson. Uh, you know, her good friend. After that, for five years, she wouldn't speak to Harry. And then finally they got together and, and, and they became friends again. And he said, Ethel, it's what I do. Mm. I can't, I, it's my instinct. I take the shot. I have to take the shot. You know, so, and lots and lots of stories like that. Yeah, and like in 75 with Caroline Kennedy, narrowly escaping being killed by an IRA yes. bomb, too. Yeah, and, and the terrible story of, of, of Rosemary. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, I mean, the, the the curse of the Kennedys, a lot of people, when they when they talk about that, they're talking about all the tragedies that happened. To me, uh, another way of looking at the curse is what Joe Sr. unintentionally did to the family. One, by sort of setting that bar so high, you, you must succeed at a high level or you're a failure. And secondly, he always encouraged these kids to be very reckless, Go climb that tree. If you fall out and break your arm, climb it again. And and with Rosemary, who was who was the third child, and when she was born, it was during the Spanish influenza thing, and um, she was uh, deprived of oxygen a little bit when she was being born. And she, she had a little bit. She was a little slow, not a lot, but a little bit. But but 
But for Joe, that just wasn't acceptable. And he took her in for this new procedure, which he thought would, would once again get her up to that level of the Kennedy level. Right. And it turned out to be a lobotomy. And she wound up spending the rest of her life in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. So there's another tragedy. You know, once again, that kind of curse. You have to live up to this high Kennedy standard, and, and you must take all these risks. James Patterson is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, his new book is The House of Kennedy. What would you like readers to take away from this book, James? Uh, you know, right now, I mean, we all need a distraction. Yeah. We all just need to be able to lose ourselves in something, get away from uh, you know, kind of the reality that's surrounding us. So I think uh, I love the idea that people are going to be royally entertained because the Kennedys are our royal family. Um, that you will be really, really entertained, and you're going to learn something. Uh, and, I, and I've always been a fan of doing both of those in, 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 in the same book or in the same classroom. I think one of the issues with kids and, and teaching kids is you can, you, can, you can entertain them and teach them and, and have them learn stuff. And if you can do that, uh, you're going to win with kids. And I think that's why this book is, you know, it's it's a big bestseller already. I think that's part of the reason, because it it just you can't stop turning the pages, and you're learning a lot. Mm. One of the big things during this COVID nineteen crisis is independent bookstores have been suffering a lot. Um, yeah, you are a big supporter. You always have been. You launched recently this hashtag Save Indie Bookstores. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, look at the end of this. Uh, you know, when we finally get to sort of the the, the end of the light in the tunnel, I'm not that it's going to end end, but when things start to become whatever the new normal is, I, I, I hope that we still have, uh, you know, enough independent bookstores uh, around. We're going to lose some. And they're not high in the food chain, and I think I mean you got airlines and and cruise ships for cruise ship lines for whatever reason. Nothing against cruise ships, but I don't think anybody, or I don't think enough people in the government are thinking that independent bookstores are really, really important. That bookstores are really important. That they're essential. Um, you know, online some of the services they don't consider they consider cosmetics to be essential, which I you know I kind of get a little bit, but they don't consider books to be essential. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Books are essential. Books are essential to adults, and boy, are they essential to kids. Because if we don't get our kids... Right now, in this country, over half of the kids in this country are not reading at grade level. And that's that's just crazy. In this country, are you kidding? This country, we should be... 90% of the kids ought to be reading at grade level. Chatting with James Patterson here in our remaining moments on Speaking of Writers. So are you, I'm sure you are, you crank him out. Are you hard at work on another novel? If so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? Uh, oh, I'm hard at work on a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, we got, a, you know, obviously another Alex Cross uh, at the end of the year, Deadly Cross. Um, there's a new woman to murder club coming out right around Mother's Day, 20th victim. Uh, toward the end of the year, uh, I'm doing a book with Kwame Alexander, who's a wonderful African-American. He's primarily a poet, but we got together and, and we're doing a book, uh, Becoming uh, Muhammad Ali, and it's about Cassius Clay when he was a kid. And it's illustrated, and it's it's really, uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to win a ton of awards. So he, so he got, you know, a women's murder club in, uh, you know, for Mother's Day, and then cross at the end of the year and then and then and then kid stuff so yeah busy busy absolutely you have a couple oh, of- oh i forgot this year actually another i mean right at the end of the year uh, uh a book which i'm just finishing uh on john lennon john lennon the, the last days of john lennon and weirdly the house that i'm in in florida it's connected by a bridge to the house next door 
And that house was uh, for several years owned by John and Yoko. Oh, wow! Which is uh, you know interesting. Yeah. You have a couple of picks of what you're reading, a couple of books on your nightstand for some folks oh, in shoot, quarantine. Oh, this always just kills me. <laughs> uh, the new John Sanford. Um, yeah, Sanford's great. Eight Perfect Murders, I think it's called, yeah. which, was, which was great. Let's see. There was one about Chinatown, the making of Chinatown. Um, you have to look that one up. I can't remember the name of it, but I, I just finished it. That was terrific. All right, a couple of quarantine reads there. Good reads. Yeah, from, yeah, uh, yeah. Suggestions That's from great. James Patterson and his books, of course, too. We'll enjoy this one, The House of Kennedy, now. James, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that is Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.